Welcome to day two of the Flashpoints Election Crimes Bulletin. This is our seven-day countdown to 2020 with best-selling author Greg Palast. Palast has been warning us for at least 20 years that you might have to fight for your vote to make sure you have it counted. And of course, now more than ever, this is the case. In this Daily Drumbeat series leading up to the election, and election day, Greg will troubleshoot the stories as they break, Regarding the battle to keep your vote whole and make sure it counts by making sure it gets counted. That's our point. Greg is most recently the author of How Trump Stole 2020. That's a sort of a people's handbook on how to protect your vote and make it count. Welcome back. Greg, today we're going to jump right in. Uh, there was a court decision around the militia. In a little bit, we're going to get into the 12th Amendment. But what is this court decision? Does this say that people are going to be facing off with thugs uh, as they try and vote in Michigan and uh, people with arms, weapons might be questioning them? Armed thugs. The Michigan courts have ruled that you can carry a gun into a polling place. That's the law in Michigan. And, you know, the Secretary of State and the Attorney General um, at the last second realized, hey, they almost kidnapped our governor. Maybe we ought to do something about, you know, to control these militias. So they issued an edict saying you can't bring a gun to a polling station. But the courts threw that up because they, they, they frankly... Um, the, the attorney general and the secretary of state, I've worked with, with many attorneys general and many secretaries of state worked against them, suing them. But I have to say, these are not the brightest bulbs in, the, in uh, America in, in those positions. And they really screwed it up. Even worse was waiting despite endless warnings. By the way, these are Democratic officials. But not just Michigan, all over the country, we are seeing a massive failure of officials to deal with the prospect of violence, armed and otherwise, not so much on Election Day, Dennis, what I'm really concerned about is November 4 and late on and after the polls close, the intimidation of election workers. And that plays because what I, this is not just bad guys acting violently. It looks like we're heading into programmatic violence. And I'm very concerned about that. And that plays into the 12th Amendment. Sorry to get complicated, but that's the story. All right. Well, let, let's uh, tell people that this is the Election Crimes Bulletin. We're speaking with Greg Palace. He's our special guest host for this series. Uh, it's a countdown to 2020, and every day we're going to be talking about crucial issues uh, having to do with voting, your ability to vote, whether your vote is counted, and exactly what's going on in the world, because there's a great deal of sort of 21st century Jim Crowism that we need to keep an eye on, and Greg is very good at it. So let's, what, what does the 12th Amendment say, and what does it have to do with this? Well, plain, the 12th Amendment says that if no one gets 270 electoral votes, it goes to the House. Now, I know some people are saying, well, then Nancy Pelosi picks our president. Sorry, Jack. It's one state, one vote. California gets one vote, and so does South Carolina. Um, so, and at the moment, Trump has 26 uh, well, I should say the Republicans control 26 state delegations. The Democrats, uh, 23 or 24, depending on how you count it. In other words, Trump's reelected if no one gets uh, these electoral votes. 
All right, let yeah. me jump in there because we actually we want people to understand that this is not just fantasy of Palestine Bernstein, uh, but this is on the mind of your president of the United States. And I believe, Mike, you have the sound there of uh, Trump reflecting on the 12th. And all I'm asking is people go out to vote, go out to vote and stop with this nonsense because we're going to be counting ballots for the next two years. And I don't want to end up in the Supreme Court and I don't want to go back to Congress either. Even though we have an advantage if we go back to Congress. Does everyone understand that? I think it's 26 to 22 or something because it's counted one vote per state. So we actually have an advantage. Oh, they're going to be thrilled to hear that. I'm sure they're trying to figure out how can we break that one. Biden wants to confiscate your guns and indoctrinate your children with poisonous anti-American lies in schools, right? All right. And uh, so there, uh, Trump, it, it's definitely he was, he's been briefed. Can't deny Clearly. it. Right, Greg? Clearly, our, our president, uh, Agent Orange, has been briefed on the 12th. Clearly, that's their Hail Mary pass. And here's what I'm concerned about. He related it to mail-in voting. Now, let's unpack what this guy has said. Yeah, you can count mail-in votes quickly if there's no challenges, if there's no problems. But remember, in New York, in just the primary, they never got through the count of the ballots in seven weeks. Uh, generally, California takes a month and rarely gets through all the mail-in ballots uh, in, in our state. And, and we're, you know, we're pro-mail-in. So imagine in Georgia... Imagine in Pennsylvania, Michigan, et cetera, where you have armed, quote, poll watchers. Remember that that we've had the, a president call for uh, poll watchers. That is, and he's also told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. This is what they are there for, to go in and be poll watchers and basically intimidate the vote counters to stop the counting of the mail-in ballots. Trump will certainly, almost certainly will win on the in-person voting on election day, he's going to say that's it, and then basically his guys are going to try to slow up the count. Understand, to elect a president, you have to have all the mail-in votes counted and certified. In Florida, they only have about 11 days to count all the ballots. That's a lot less time than it normally takes. And if they slow it up, now we've had this, Dennis, before. Back in 2000, if you remember, a guy named Roger Stone, I wonder whatever happened to him. Uh, Roger Stone led what was called the Brooks Brothers Riot. Uh, he took a bunch of consultants and lawyers. They literally went in and started smashing up or threatening to smash up the Miami Dave clerk's office. That stopped the vote count in the Bush Gore race in Miami. And the next day, the Republican Secretary of State, Catherine Harris, who was also Bush's campaign manager, or excuse me, campaign chairwoman, she said, we have to certify the vote. I'm certifying it now. George Bush is ahead by 537 votes. He wins Florida. He's now president. That was it. And they left 178,000 ballots uncounted. A lot of that because of violence in that Miami-Dade counting office. Imagine if they start this stuff up all over the country in Detroit, in Milwaukee, uh, in uh, Philadelphia, in Tallahassee and in Miami in these swing states here's the danger if there is no finishing of the count these gop secretaries of state who are in charge there and the legislatures get to say that's it we're certifying where we are and they can either pick trump or 
They can all say there's so many fraudulent votes picking up the Trump line. 100,000, you know, we can't tell where these votes are coming from. So we're not going to pick a winner. Even if the exit polls, even if the numbers are showing Biden ahead, even if they have to call the election, stop the count with Biden ahead, they can say there's too many fraudulent votes. We're simply not certifying this election. No one gets 270 and it goes to the House. Unfortunately, and again, it's one it's one state, one vote. One state, one vote. So Oklahoma is going to get the same vote as New York. Good luck. God wow. bless America. Now, of course, there are other tricks because what happens? Remember, the, this vote won't be taken until the new uh, Congress is in session. And uh, Pelosi is trying hard to flip those delegations. She is very aware, she said, of the, uh, of the 12th Amendment. And so what if the Democrats do flip the House delegations? They're, they're three states short. There are other tricks that they can use in the Constitution to pick Donald Trump despite the will of the voters. So Article 2 of the Constitution, I'm sure that you know it right offhand. Right. I got it written just in case I forget any word. Yeah, I, I know. I have my kids recite these things. But uh, Article 2 yeah. uh, says that the state legislatures pick the electoral uh, delegates. It doesn't say that they have to go by the vote of the people. When this uh, country started, we didn't have a direct vote for the president, uh, even electorally. So the legislatures choose the electors, and it doesn't. And it is there's no restriction. They, it doesn't matter how people vote in the state. The only restrictions are the state laws. There's no federal right to vote in the Constitution. Period. So if the electors say, "Look, as far as we're concerned," These Biden votes are all from Venezuela and they're fraudulent. We're picking Trump, period. That's the Second Amendment. Remember, Thomas Jefferson didn't imagine that we would have a reality TV show star who would like to start an insurrection by Twitter account. So this was not imagined by our founding fathers. So that's the second. And then are you ready? If that fails them, they've got uh, a third trick which has never been used, called the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And I'm sure that you got that one memorized too, Dennis. Um, and I, all I can tell you with the Electoral Count Act of 1887, if there is, uh, you could have, for example, uh, competing legislative bodies, you know, a, a, a um, send in competing slates or a governor, like a Democratic governor of Michigan can send in, say, Biden won our state and send in electors. The legislature say, uh, says uh, we're sending in electors. At that point, under the Electoral Count Act, it could go back to the governors, it could back to the legislatures, it could be decided by the House or the Senate. It's really quite complex. And anyone who tells you what it means has no idea. The only person that has to know what it means is called Amy covid Barrett, and she's going to take her seat on Tuesday. That's why they were so desperate. No one has ever interpreted the Electoral Count Act of 1887. That will be up to the Supremes with Amy COVID Barrett as uh, vote six of the uh, right wing um, cabal. I don't know how else to put it. That should be okay because I'm convinced that God is on her side. We're going to have to leave it right there, Greg. But I want to um, talk just to remind us tomorrow we're going to get into uh, mail-in voting dangers. We're going to get into uh, what happens in precinct within precinct uh, ballots being spoiled. And 
whatever else comes up next. Final word? Yeah, too bad we can't put a mask on our ballots. Uh, so I'll speak to you tomorrow. It's dangerous out there, and it ain't just the virus. And you are listening to the Election Crimes Bulletin Special Edition leading up to 2020 election. Stay tuned for more tomorrow.